Welcome to Breakfast with Tiffany Show. My name is Tiffany Rosdell and I am a Tokyo-based transformational lifestyle coach. In each episode of this podcast, I want to explore the positive transitions other people have made to, how they freed themselves from their struggles, what pushed them to overcome their difficulties, and how and why they felt like they could overcome. Breakfast with Tiffany Show is really all about the transitions everyone who wants to succeed makes and what they did to get there. As such, while the focus is on LGBTQ plus journeys, I want to share the stories of all people who have found their way to success. My hope is to have this platform for all of us to be together while listening to successful stories, amazing life experiences, inspirational journeys, as well as having good laughs and lots of smiles. Welcome to Breakfast with Tiffany Show. I am your host, Tiffany Rosdale. How are you doing? I always would love to start my show by saying I am grateful for you for tuning in for our new episode today. If you are a new listener to my podcast, please make sure to subscribe to any podcast app you are currently listening to right now. If you're one of my regular listeners, I always appreciate you and I will appreciate it even more if you will leave a review because you haven't probably done it yet. Please leave a review and a rating on Podchaser or Apple Podcast. I will link in on the show notes to where you have to leave your review or comment. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And speaking of reviews, we have our new review for today. Coming from Ritz63402 with a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. The title is Encouraging and Inspiring. Here's her review. Each episode greatly broadens my perspective. Honestly speaking, I didn't only know about LGBTQ issues much, but also was not interested in it so far. Tiffany beautifully brings out her guests' intentions and honest feelings. I can sense compassion, empathy, and respect during the talks. She has been dealing with various topics such as wellness, cultural issues, social issues, etc. After listening to the program, I am sure you can feel encouraged and inspired. Thank you so much, Ritz63402. I believe I know this person, a very good friend of mine, and she is also in the wellness community, and she's a therapist. Thank you so much for this amazing review. Every time I read a review on the show, it always makes me so happy. This reviews the ones that really makes me continue doing this podcast. It's really showing that I'm doing my work and I'm making a difference. It doesn't matter how many people listen to my podcast. As long as I hear a review, I read a review from Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or even people reach out to me through my email or Instagram or Facebook telling me about what they thought about the podcast. All this is what really 
makes me continue doing the podcast. So I really appreciate you all. Thank you so much for always supporting me. I'll be honest, there were times that I really would like to quit doing the podcast because it's not easy doing all this just by myself, doing everything all together just to build one episode every week. I've had struggles and during the beginning is also challenging, but at the same time, it was a lot of fun. But the more I go through, the more I get used to everything is where I lose the excitement. Although, of course, every week I release new episode, it makes me excited. But the consistent doing of all this every time, sometimes it really drains me because if I'm doing other things that I really have to do, if my time is consuming with other responsibilities that I have to do. But this is what I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to stop because I know that I am making a difference. I'm not going to stop because I know that you are listening to me right now. You are here because I know that you are learning. You are here because I know that you wanted to listen to the guests that we'll have on the show, the topics that I will talk on the show. And this is what really makes me continue doing the podcast. So I really appreciate you. And if you can leave a review, comment, or email me, I would appreciate it so much. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Our special guest for today is Phyllis Ansusinha. Phyllis grew up in the northern part of Minnesota and one of the seven children from her family. She grew up with the love of books and her horses. She is the mom of three and second mom to her husband with four children. And they just welcomed their second grandchild during this pandemic. Phyllis has a variety of careers that stem from a five-year stint in law to a lifelong passion turned career in health and fitness. After teaching group exercises for many years, she added personal training, nutrition coaching, and health club management to her vast experience in fitness, which spans over the course of nearly 40 years. She is currently living in Bangkok, Thailand with her husband. She is trained and certified through many programs over the many years and includes body transformation, strength training, Zumba, yoga, and Pilates, plus nutrition coaching. She is writing her first book now, which is going to be released in the end of the year. So stay tuned for that information. Phyllis is a proud mom to her LGBTQ son. And she is also a proud supporter of the LGBTQ community. And that's why we're having her on the show today to discuss about these stories. Without further ado, let's hear my interview, inspiring story that Phyllis is going to share with us today. Welcome to Breakfast with Tiffany Show. I'm your host, Tiffany Rosdale. Today, we have a very uh, wonderful topic to talk about, and I have a special guest from Bangkok. Let's welcome her on the show. Hi, Phyllis. Hello. How are you? I'm so excited to be on the show with you today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you for making time today to talk to me. And yes, finally, we were able to get to know more each other. 
I'm excited. As I always start my show, I always ask my guests what's their morning rituals. So what is your morning rituals on a daily basis? My morning rituals on a daily basis is um, because I'm rehabilitating from hip surgery, I start my morning with some stretches, kind of centering myself a little bit, and then I go into fasted cardio for a quick little workout. And then I'm off to usually training clients, uh, personal training clients in the morning. And that's how I start my day. Sounds like you always start your day in the right way. That's good to know. Can you please tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, where you are currently right now, and more about yourself? Okay, so I am from the USA, Midwest. My previous life, I ran large health clubs as a fitness director. And then my husband, who is actually Thai, born and raised in the USA, had the opportunity to come to Bangkok to work, which he's always loved Bangkok. He's always loved Thailand whenever he would come back to visit family. And so we had that opportunity to come here. We've been here for about seven and a half years. We absolutely love it. We're a blended family. He has four children and I have three. They're all adults and we just became grandparents less than 24 hours ago. So it's pretty, pretty exciting to talk to you right now. Congratulations to that, Phyllis. Thank you. All your family is there in Bangkok or some of them are in the state? Actually, all of our children are either in the States or in Scotland. The only family we have here are my husband's father and some of his aunts and uncles and cousins. Otherwise, it's just us here in Bangkok. We're missing our kids very much right now and hoping when the pandemic calms down that we can get back for a visit. How long have you been there in Bangkok? We've been here seven and a half years, almost eight, getting very close to eight years. So quite established in our home and in our lifestyle. And it's an opportunity. I've always wanted to travel abroad, to live abroad. And that opportunity arose and snapped up on that chance. And my husband seems to be quite content to be here working and amongst other ties. So it's good. I personally love Bangkok. I've been there probably for three, four times. And one time was when I stayed with Kik and Brad, which you personally know too. And I love being there for, you know, relaxing and having a nice vacation and totally enjoying and forgetting about like a busy city lifestyle here in Tokyo. So I missed that. I really wish I can visit again sometimes and hopefully when things start back to travel. Yes, I hope so. Hopefully it's soon. I'd love to meet you in person. I'm, I'm happy though to be able to talk to you via podcast. Yes, thank you so much. And let's talk about, you said your profession before in the States, you were in uh, health coaching? Yeah, I I ran um, large health clubs in the Midwest. And I do personal training, teach group fitness exercise. And so then when I left the U.S., it was first an opportunity for me to regroup and relax. I've been working lots and lots of hours and was tired and kind of put myself first for a little bit. And then now I'm back doing personal training, a lot of virtual personal training and a little bit of teaching of group exercise. How is it different from doing the health coaching in America and now that you're in uh, Bangkok? I think the difference that I see, well, there's a couple of things. One is that I find that in Thailand, they're a little bit more laid back about their exercise. Social life is very important. So you've got to balance that. And so sometimes if somebody's going for weight loss, that's their goal it gets sabotaged by their nightlife. And so that's been an adventure for me to try to work with people to help them 
manage what they're doing outside of the hours that they're not uh, focused on exercising healthy diet. So that would be one difference. And the other thing I think here is that people are so much smaller. In the USA, we have a big problem with obesity. And so for Thai people, usually it's more about getting their body a little bit tighter, a little bit more toned, a little bit of weight loss. But in the USA, it's all about weight loss or maybe total body transformation. You know, if somebody's wanting to become a bodybuilder or compete or improve their sports. So it's different in that aspect. Great to know. Your base clientels in Bangkok, are they mostly expats or they're also from a local Thai people? It's a little bit of a local Thai, a lot of expats. And right now, virtually, I'm so busy training virtually clients in the US and in Europe. That pretty much takes up my time and I don't have as much time for the one-on-one in-person training as I used to do, but I do a little bit of it still. So, Mm. What's the biggest challenge you've had doing it online right now compared to when you were doing it before when you were doing it in person? I think that if it's a client that I've never personally met before, that I've never physically had hands-on with them, it's a little bit harder for me. I can't touch them and adjust Mm. something if their form is off. So I've got to keep cueing and cueing. And sometimes they don't get it, you know, and it's like we have Mm -hmm. to stop everything we're doing. I have to point it out a little bit more where before I just we like tap them on a shoulder and say chest up and they'd be able to do it. So that's a little bit different because they're working out in their home as well, making sure that they have a certain amount of equipment that we can play with that's not going to take up a lot of space. The thing that we ran into was that when, when everything locked down is people all wanted to exercise and the stores were running out of equipment and, you know, dumbbells were gone, tubing was sold out. So we did a lot of body weight training in the beginning, but now people are starting to get some, I call them toys in their little room that they use to exercise. So what's, what about the advantages for you now doing it online while training your clients? What are the advantages that you think you're getting from it? I think the advantages for me personally is that I don't have to leave my home. I don't have to, you know, struggle with getting from point A to point B. I just walk from one room to the other. I do brush my teeth before I train my clients. But if for some reason I didn't, they would never know. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> That's so true. And also, I remember back when I uh, went to Bangkok, the traffic is so crazy, like just going from here to there, right? So being just at home online, I think, you know, you don't have to struggle with that. The traffic is crazy. I do most of my transportation either on the back of a motorbike or on the BTS. But even then, you know, it's still a little bit of maneuvering to get around. I like just being home. My dog is right next to me. He enjoys being part of the exercise program and he watches and he gets all excited every time I put on exercise clothes. He knows that it's time to go into the other room. Oh, that's so cute. How old is your dog? He's three. Oh, still a baby. Yeah, he's still a baby. He'll always be my baby. Oh, that's so nice. Let's talk about more about your family. One of your child is uh, happened to be a part of the LGBTQ community. And that's what I really want to talk to you about more. Can you please share us a little bit about that? Yes, yes. My youngest son, when he, his first year off to college, his first year he went to New York City. And then after that, he finished his education in France and then now in the UK. He came home for probably Christmas, I think it was his first year, his freshman year. 
borrowed my car so that he could go and visit all his friends. And he would just pick me up from work. I worked a lot of late hours at the health club. Um, so he picked me up one night. He must have had to drive somewhere. I'm not sure where. So he was driving and he said, so mom, I want to talk to you. First, he said that he was bisexual. I asked him, I said, well, you know, does that mean, but do you have a preference? And he said, yeah, I have a preference towards men, you know, rather than towards women. And I said, so would you say that maybe, you know, you're gay, you're not bisexual, but maybe you're, you're more gay. And he said, yeah, I think so. So how did you take it? Did you thought about it? Did you had to grieve about it? Or were you accepting right before when he told you about him? Yeah, you know, I didn't really know for sure. Of course, in my mind and in my heart, I with all of my children, you just kind of know that there's that possibility that one of your children might have a preference that's not of the opposite gender. And, you know, so I think in some ways I kind of was mentally prepared, but I wasn't prepared for him to tell me in the car. <laughs> I thought if somebody tells me this, we're going to be having a cup of tea or hot chocolate or a glass of wine or something. <laughs> I was a little bit thrown off. I, I have to say, say that I was momentarily selfish. I said, that means it's less chance of more grandchildren for me. I had one granddaughter at that point in time. She was getting close to already graduating from high school. And then he's like, mom. And I said, I'm so sorry. I said, it just came to my mind. I said, totally support you. But you know, there was that little bit of shock. I think it wasn't that it wasn't expected. And that's something he said to me, you know, you had to suspect. And I said, he said, I wasn't really dating anybody. And I said, well, neither was your brother. So I just thought the two of you, I'd had a bit of a challenging divorce and marriage. And I just figured that they wanted no part of a relationship after kind of what they had grown up with. And so I hadn't really thought about it too much. And But then, you know, at the end of our car ride, our discussion, I wanted him to know that I wanted him to be happy, you know, and that was the most important thing. It doesn't change them. It, it's not like they suddenly changed once you found out that they are gay. And they're still the same person. They're still your child that you loved. And they're, everything about them is exactly the same. It's just that now you know a little bit more. And I felt very, actually very special that he trusted me, that he would come to me and tell me and not wait many years like some people have to do or feel like they have to do. And I am proud of him for being able to come forward and be the man that he is and he wants to be without feeling like he has to hide anything. Mm, that's so great. That's so great of you to do. How about what did you do after? Did you educate yourself? Did you ask people about it? for advices? What did you do after when you found out about your child? Yeah. The first thing I did was I spoke with, who's now my husband, but before was we were dating. And I feel like he's somebody that's so open-minded, accepting of everybody. And I said, I had to talk to somebody right away. I said, I have to tell you this. And he said, that's great. You know, I'm so glad that he was able to talk to you about him. And he said, we're, you know, we're going to support him in every way that we can. And I reached out to a few friends that were gay and also friends, that, girlfriends who were friends of, of gay couples, just to kind of know, there, was there anything that any, any way that I should act or think or re things that I should research? But I just tried to embrace more the knowledge of the gay community and be more involved. I always would stand up for the gay community, for the LBGTQ community. I feel like I'm definitely going to stand up and I'm going to protect 
all of my friends and my family because I worry a little bit about mm. in the USA, especially about how heated things can get, how people can be very narrow minded. And I just want to protect everybody and make sure that everybody has equal chance to work, to love, to be the full person that they need to be and should be. Mm, thank you so much for saying that. I can definitely resonate with you because even with my parents, when I came out, I was really young when I came out to my parents. Most of the problems I think with the parents having an LGBTQ child, they don't have the knowledge how to raise, how to protect me, how to be with me, how to raise me. So it's basically lack of knowledge, I think, from most of it. That's why they worry a lot which I completely understood. I can definitely resonate with what you just said about, you know, worry. I think it's normal to worry, right? Yes. It's your people. It's your family, your friends, and you don't want anything to happen to them. And you want them to be able to thrive the way that they deserve to. Think about that. Had he come out when he was younger, I think there's a good part of our community that would have been supportive, but then there was part of a community that would not have been. Even thinking about family, our extended family, how some people might react. I'll be honest, I don't discuss it with my siblings. If they want to talk to me about it, cool, but it's our business and it's his life. There's really been no judgment past at all that I am aware of. I feel very fortunate that way. I think about that if he had been younger, you know, what would I have done? Would I have raised him differently? But he was a very assertive go-getter type of child, Mm. highly intelligent, highly talented. And he was very strong-minded. He kind of navigated his way when he knew, you know, when he knew that he was gay. I'm not really sure I should ask him that, but he was always on a path and navigating which way he was going to go. Even leaving the small high school that he was attending because he wanted to go to bigger city. He was one of the few high school of the arts that are left in the U.S. And he wanted to pursue his music, his love of music and acting at that point in time. So we just let him. We let him kind of take the reins and we guided him when we needed to. And he was so motivated, though, that there was just really no stopping him. And even to this day, like where he's at right now, I think there's no stopping with him for what he'll do in his life and his pursuits. Thank you for sharing that, Felice. So I want to ask, during the process of acceptance to you, what was the hardest in the process for you as a parent? And how did you overcome it? Like I mentioned, it was kind of thinking that maybe the family line would maybe end as far as grandchildren. I wasn't opening my mind at that moment. But then after I thought about it, it's like, well, if he wants children, doesn't mean he can't have children. There's still ways for him to have a child, whether he would adopt or whether they would find he and his lucky partner, whoever that is someday, whether they would find somebody like Anderson Cooper, you know, find somebody to have a child for you so that you can raise that child. You know, so I realized that that door didn't close. It just would be a different door should he choose to go out through that door. I guess also I have to always think full of my blessings have a grandchild, a granddaughter. She's 21. Now we have a new grandson and it's not like our family has suddenly ended. Had to accept that, that the path would be a little bit different, but it doesn't change anything. So as a parent, what is in the top of your list concern as a parent of an LGBTQ child and why? 
Yeah, I think as a parent, my biggest concern would be making sure that they're treated equally and given all of the rights that every other person has. I want to be a part of educating Mm -hmm. the community, and I would love to be able to find a way to help with that, to be able to get out there and maybe share my story, as long as my son is totally cool with maybe it's something we do together Mm. um, so that we can help. I think you got to help kids. It crushes my heart when I hear stories about children that are starting to realize that they're different, so to speak, and that parents and family are not accepting and that they have to hide that. And I think that that's something that we need to help them with because it doesn't nourish that person as a human being. And it's really, really important to me to make sure that everybody is is as healthy mentally and physically that they possibly can be. Yeah, it is so true. How long was it when he came out to you? How many years ago? So eight to nine years ago. It was maybe a year before we moved to Thailand. Oh, right. So eight years ago, what you wished you, you would have known when he came out to you and why? You know, I wish that I would have known better how to react. Mm. You know, it's kind of like we're taught when our daughters go through their menstrual cycle, you know, we're kind of taught like how to prepare them, Mm. you know, and I would like to know how do I prepare my child for what their life should be and how do I guide them in the best way that I possibly can, Mm. you know, so I don't know if there's probably books out there, Mm. but that would be something, you know, just those tools to be able to but make sure he's going in the right direction. And, and certainly he, I think he has, there's probably a lot of parents that really don't, they're, they're completely lost mm, and mm, would need more guidance. Mm, yeah. mm, 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 mm. That's so beautifully said. Thank you for saying that. What's your hope for the LGBTQ community? My hope for the LGBTQ community is that they have equal rights, equal opportunity to everything in life, whether it's if it's living as a couple and getting the same benefits as a couple like my husband and I would have a a male, female couple, I think that everybody deserves the same treatment, the same rights, the same medical care to be able to walk into a restaurant or coffee shop or bar or anything, whatever it might be, and be treated exactly the same. Mm, Yes, I couldn't agree more with you. Are you a member of a community there in Bangkok in regards to LGBTQ community? I do have a a very large group of friends that are part of the community. We actually were talking about doing a run for pride at some point in time. So that's, that's something on our radar maybe after the pandemic. I used to help with some fun runs of the last five years I've been here. I've helped with some different runs, charity events. And so we would love to do a pride run if we could. But that would be really good exposure, good education. Mm. And, you know, as you know, there's a big community here in Bangkok. Mm, 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 mm. I think that's an amazing platform for everyone, especially when it comes to health and wellness. I think that will be you know, an amazing platform and community to connect each and everyone and also educate people more about the LGBTQ community. And I'm sure you're always in touch with Kiki and Brad, which they're also proud and always there being around. I am. Yes, I adore those two. They're so much fun. And they're such <laughs> a loving, giving couple. You know, I love following what they're doing and the charities that they're working with. And it's, it's beautiful, really beautiful. Mm, mm. What's the best advice 
you can give to other parents in general, not just about having an LGBTQ child of yours, but in general, what's the advice that you can give to parents out there? I would say my, my advice is to always keep your mind open and never, you know, don't judge, you know, just accept what is they're offering or, you know, whether they're gay or whether whatever it is they want to do in their life, whatever it might be, your child knows so much more about themselves than what we often give them credit for. And I think if we can nourish what they have and what they want, what they have to offer, they'll be healthier human beings mentally. Of course, you know me, physically, I'm always pushing for people to be physically healthy, but we've got to take care of ourselves, our soul, our hearts. And we prevent somebody from being who they are or doing what they dream of doing. We really, we don't give them a fair chance. And I think that if you look at our youthful community around the world, I think it's pretty inspiring. Mm. Children that are out there speaking about protecting the environment and, you know, we have to let them take over for us at some point in time. So we have, we are, we're the gatekeepers, but we've got to be ready to hand off the keys and let them do their thing. Mm, that's beautifully said. Thank you so much for that. And Phyllis, I just want to say thank you so much for being here with us today and speaking your truth, being vulnerable and sharing your fascinating stories. I applaud you for being a super supportive parent and keep sharing your wisdoms to everyone and educate everyone as it will all help us to be in a more peaceful society, especially to the LGBTQ plus community. Again, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And any last words to anyone who is listening right now that might need your last words of wisdom? I First, I want to say thank you. And I've always wanted to have breakfast at Tiffany's, so <laughs> this gives me that chance. I was very excited. <laughs> my wisdom that I would share in my almost 60 years, I'm almost 60, is just know that there's never a finish line and you've not crossed the finish line. You can do anything that you put your mind to, whether it's physically becoming active again, or, you know, just pursuing a dream, a job, you know, don't ever give up, be who you are and just love each other and offer peace and no judgments. Mm, Well, eloquently said, thank you so much, Phyllis. And I really wish that all parents are like you. You're amazing. Thank you for being such a wonderful parent. Thank you. so much and i i really would love to have a (laughs) breakfast with you someday hopefully when i get to visit there have you been here in tokyo by the way not yet no not yet we are dying to come to tokyo it's on our list one of the first places we'll visit yes when you're here like we can definitely i okay love it thank you so much thanks for having me i'm so honored that you would ask me Thank you so much for tuning in. If you reach up until this last minute of the show, I am extremely grateful for you for tuning in the whole entire episode. If you enjoyed our episode today, please share it to your friends. You can copy and paste the link wherever you are listening to right now. Text your friend, share on your Instagram stories or your Facebook page. Tag me on your social media when you post it. I'd love to hear from you. Share your thoughts on the interview that I had today. And if it's your first time here once again, please do me a favor to subscribe on the podcast. Leave us a review. In every review, it makes me so happy. I'm looking forward to your ratings and review on Apple Podcasts. 
you can impact someone's life right now by just sharing our episode today. I hope you enjoyed this episode today as much as I do, and I hope you know how much you matter, how much I appreciate your time for listening, how much I love you and appreciate you. I am truly grateful for your kindness and your support. And as I always say, sprinkle kindness wherever you go. I love you and stay safe and healthy.